0: I'm Laura Zach. And I'm Brittany Ashley. And this is Sicker Sadder World, a podcast
1: where we rewatch episodes of Daria and relate it to our current turmoil. Fuck you, SCOTUS. I was here to talk about BDE. Oh, that's
0: the turmoil of which you speak. You mean how the patriarchy appropriated the butch off
1: yeah it's like now people know about what butch energy means but they're just using it to talk about if someone has like big dick energy
0: yeah of course they're saying oh it must mean that it's associated with phalluses
1: right but it did get me thinking okay can we rank all the cast members of daria in terms of their BDE?
0: You didn't tell me we were going to do this beforehand. I probably would have had something meticulously prepared.
1: I don't have anything meticulously prepared. I thought we would just, you know, go off the cuff.
0: I'm going to say number one is Helen.
1: Oh, shit. I'm going to say number one might be Trent.
0: Trent's up there. But he still has a lot to learn. He still is living in his parents' house.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Quinn is up there in certain social situations. Like, she's up there regarding, like, the social hierarchy and and hearts of the boys at the school.
1: I think that Jody has BDE. Hell yeah. I think that... Miss Barch. But, yeah, it, it's hard with Miss Barch because I feel like people who are on, like, one end of a spectrum... Like, because she has so much, like, passion and anger, it makes me wonder if it's, like, overcompensation in a way.
0: Well, right. This is where I think a, a distinction does occur between BDE and the butch off for me. hmm Because...
1: What a beautiful couplet. Because <laughs> I
0: do think that Miss Barch has BDE, but I don't know that she wins the butch off. Yeah. She's a little bit...
1: Too cruel. Principal Lee?
0: A little bit, yeah. You know that Miss Lee is going home to her lover.
1: Oh, for sure. I think that Jesse from Mystic Spiral might have a little BDE. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Daria does not. Nope. I don't believe Tom does. Nope. I don't believe Jake does. Not at all. Jane, it's hard to tell.
0: Sandy's too insecure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jane, I think, does. But I think she does when when she is fully independent, when she's not doting on a guy or, like, changing herself for someone that she's interested in. But she still, like, she still s- finds her way through those situations. Like, she ended it with that guy. And, like, in Is It Fall Yet, you know, as much as we maybe had mixed feelings about it, she still said what was up to that woman
1: who was hitting on her. That's true. Uh Stacy, I feel like, is coming into her BDE. Upchuck does not have BDE. Kevin does not have BDE, neither does Brittany.
0: I think Mac might a little bit. I think Mac does Mac as well. and Jody might be a little BDE power couple. Yeah. Jody's parents both do.
1: Oh for sure. Andrew Landon totally B D E.
0: Aunt Amy
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect segue. But it's just great that we can be on the cutting room floor of BDE, or that I th- guess so. The rest of the world can be on the cutting room floor.
0: How so do you mean?
1: Cause it just came to the rest of the world's cognizance today as we are about to release this episode.
0: right. And but and it does feel like thematically something that we have been living with, thinking about for a long time, just not in such a phallic way.
1: Yeah, I've been living with BDE for a while.
0: <laughs> I'm coming out as having BDE.
1: We just need better representation for people with BDE.
0: Or we just need a better word.
1: The butch off.
0: Yeah, and I'm really sorry about everything else that's going on in the world, um, I'm sorry because I don't have it in me to talk about it. Because <laughs> it's too fucking depressing. And I would rather just kind of think about, do we know Helen's maiden name?
1: Barksdale. Helen Barksdale.
0: The dynamics of the Barksdale women.
1: Hell yeah.
0: La 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 la
1: This is my my style Got to get up Or I might Excuse me Excuse me I've got episode 10 at nauseam aunt nauseam different regional accents
0: but when i first saw this title i got very excited i think many of our returning listeners know why aunt amy my number one crush aunt amy is gonna be coming on through or at least i hope that hoped that was the case
1: So we start with Jake trying to cook from a Civil War cookbook, and I actually did a little research. And you can actually find a Civil War cookbook on Amazon for $2.30. There is a recipe for catfish soup, carrot pudding, rabbit stew, and then less scary sounding things like pumpkin bread and hash and gumbo.
0: Pumpkin bread sounds delicious. Doesn't it? And Quinn is talking on the phone, uh, talking about how Sandy got caught for plagiarism um, because she submitted Bram Stoker's Dracula as her own. And I remember plagiarism being a very hot-button issue during high school. I don't know
1: if it was for for you. Well, because of, like, the internet and stuff.
0: Well, the internet was kind of just breaking out. It was just kind of – it was the BDE of our high school experience. (laughs) It was – kind of like new and fresh and there were new ways to cheat essentially and school policy had to catch up with new ways that students could try to get away with shit there was one classmate i had in high school who submitted a full essay that he got caught for plagiarism on because he didn't look and notice that the entire essay was in middle english
1: (laughs) oh my god
0: yeah Alex Wright you dummy
1: and we also learned from Helen that Eric is in rehab so Helen is even more busy than usual so this would be like the worst time to take on some sort of like pro bono case but then her mother calls to tell her that Rita her sister uh rita's daughter is getting a divorce am i accurate with that
0: yeah it's helen's niece darian quinn's cousin erin she is getting a divorce and it's the wedding that we saw happen it's the last time we met rita yeah it's the one that they went to
1: nice yeah because i was like did we even meet this person um she
0: wasn't really a character in the episode you just saw her getting married cool is this the first time that we have been let in on the fact that helen's a divorce lawyer I don't think I realized that before this.
1: No, I just figured she was like a lawyer for like corporations. But it's possible that maybe she's just like a lawyer and her mom is like, you could handle this divorce, right?
0: So it's just interesting that given how many marital problems she has, this just frames it in a different way to know that that's her that's her career. Right. Right. And Jake makes it all about him because, she. well, he doesn't like that Rita and Helen fight. So he's really nervous about the possibility of Rita being around.
1: And I think that Quinn and Daria are a little nervous as well because they're like, fuck, we have to see this like awful side of our mom that she fights with her sister and they're so mean to each other that it just immediately affects their whole household when you think that it's like a tertiary thing that's happening. And now we're at school. And Sandy is pissed because of this plagiarizing thing. And she contests that Dracula is an internationally known vampire.
0: Celebrity vampire.
1: Yeah. And Stacy, Which is
0: basically what the Kardashians are.
1: Right. And Stacy is truly feeling herself more and more as the days go on. She's wearing a new dress. And I'm so happy for her. But then Tiffany shows up wearing the exact same dress.
0: Did this ever happen to you?
1: Probably, I think it's probably happened at like oh, a wedding. You'd or two. remember. I mean, like when you t- shop at Target and Forever Twenty One, like one does, you're bound to run into someone with the same outfit. It
0: happened to me in college when I was a senior, and a sophomore showed up wearing the same dress that I had on, which was from Target, fittingly. And it was honestly one of the first moments that I realized I had any like social clout. Because we saw each other across the way at school outside and, like, didn't have an interaction. And then the next thing I know at lunch, like an hour later, she's wearing something different. So it was like a quiet, like, okay, I see you in your BDE. I'll go change. I'll go change. (laughs) Like, you can wear your Target dress, Miss BDE.
1: But if she was taking care of your feelings in that moment, isn't it that she would have BDE?
0: Maybe I had the BDE. She She won the butch off.
1: That makes sense.
0: But also, one of the worst occasions in my experience of this happening was at my most serious first ex-girlfriend's wedding. She and her wife were both wearing dresses. One of them had a white dress, and then my ex-girlfriend was wearing like a teal three-quarter length dress, and one of the guests came wearing the same dress as her. Fuck. to her own wedding and didn't even offer to go home and change. And it was in Chicago. She lived like 15 minutes away.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. Lesbians get no respect, man.
1: <laughs> so Tom comes over in the midst of like some Morgendorfer chaos and he's being like sweet. He's asking, do you want to drive around the block with no discernible goal? And Daria just completely cuts him off and slams the door in his face and this starts, like, a runner of her being in a shitty mood and letting it rub off on her relationship and, like, not really seeming too nervous that she's hurting her partner's feelings.
0: He also comes in and is like, I've been trying to call. And then it's just like, ah, oh, landlines. Uh oh, oh, yeah. Shared household landlines. Totally. But, yeah, I mean, typically I'm not, like, the most patient of Tom and his shenanigans. But in this case, I definitely fell on his side like he was truly just showing up being supportive and she was I'm not even sure if she knew her own motivations in those moments she just knew that she wasn't comfortable with letting him in on the dysfunction of her family yeah and, inst- and also, it's notable that the first time she shuts him out of her house, we cut to a scene where she's venting to Jane. So, again, we're showing that Jane still fills a role in Daria's life that her boyfriend cannot. And she feels more comfortable revealing these sides of herself and her family to Jane. And Tiffany and Stacy are engaging in, like, a formal debate to figure out who can keep the dress, which turns out to not be the best technique considering that there's a little bit of a disparity between their intelligence. Yeah.
1: When when Stacy and Quinn let them know that like the rules of the debate and then they're like, and then there's gonna be a rebuttal And Tiffany's like, Ew, that word <laughs>
0: Also, Stacy's argument is brilliant. She makes it about how beautiful Tiffany is. She's yeah. basically like, I think I should keep it because everything looks so good on you and I have like these weird shoulders and not that much fits me. And I just feel like it's rare that I can find something that fits me. So it just seems like I should keep it, you know. And, and, and Tiffany's, t- and Tiffany's too dumb to even like pick up on the fact she's being complimented. So right. It's all for naught.
1: So Tiffany's argument is, I think I should keep it also thank you and god bless
0: and you know what it reminded me of miss teen usa 2007 okay.
1: recent polls have shown a fifth of americans can't locate the u.s. on a world map why do you think this is i personally believe that u.s americans are unable to do so because uh... Some- People out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere, like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S., uh, or should help South Africa, and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries, so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina.
0: Kill. <laughs> it's Ooh-wee. like there's,
1: there's no connection to like what is being heard and what is being said it's just like these are all words that are coming out of my mouth
0: don't you feel like now with the wisdom of residing in 2018 when you watch that over a decade ago happening it's like you want to reach in and yell out to the people in 2007 who are watching that being like this is the foreboding of what's to come totally like Winter is coming, y'all. Like, this is going to be the majority sooner than you realize.
1: Though I will say that it is a pretty funny episode for fashion club dialogue. Oh, it's really good. Let's go to the cafeteria. I hope they still have shredded lettuce. Or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's just little lines. And the international celebrity vampire was pretty good, if I do say so myself.
0: So Quinn is excited to give Aaron a breakup makeover. Which, honestly, that's a true friend who will do anything to perk you up during a breakup. And she's anticipating her showing up at the house, but Rita shows up instead, causing Jake to guzzle a whole pitcher of martini, which cannot be good for you. And it turns out Rita is also going through a breakup with one of her many lovers that she acquires that Helen feels jealous of and resentful about. And we learn that Erin is actually abroad, and her grandmother, Helen's mom, who never gives any money to Darian Quinn, has paid for her to go on this European heartbreak remedy trip.
1: And Rita also lets them in on the fact that she's planning on staying with them.
0: Because she's getting her house fumigated.
1: Yeah. So Helen is handling this divorce, but one of the major pitfalls in it is that Quinn tells rita that aaron and brian signed a prenup a secret one yeah so it's no longer a simple divorce it's no longer gonna be just like this easy thing that helen's probably done a million times that she could just take care of it's actually going to take a lot more effort and time away from her job which as we know she probably has to do the job for two right now because eric's in rehab
0: And they're kind of keeping it together, Helen and Rita, until the point where Helen comes up with a solution to assign this case to one of her junior associates. Um, And Rita's basically like, you would do that to Aaron? And it kicks off kind of the first of slipping back into their old habits and their old familial dynamics. And Jake confides to Daria at how much he's freaking out and he comes up with code words with her like basically I'm gonna leave the house when I call you say one of three things and that's how I'll know if it's safe to come back
1: yeah kind of like going back into like this kind of militant some sort of a nod to like the Civil War cookbook where it's like I'm gonna go camp out in the garage and if I hear three knocks then I know that I could come out
0: right and his own military background and Quinn While we've seen Daria being kind of like mysteriously mean to Tom, we see kind of an equal and opposite force of Quinn being mysteriously nice, suspiciously so, and specifically to Daria. She's sort of acting as the peacekeeper in this moment.
1: Yeah, and she also suggests that she and Daria stick around to do to do that.
0: Oh, right. She wants both she and Daria to be the peacekeepers, to be a united front. The fashion club is still fighting about the dress, and Sandy insists that if they don't want to be suspended, they have to return the dress. But unfortunately, when they go to their favorite shop where they both acquired it, the woman says, window of time where they could have returned it has expired. Also, why didn't they just fa- like look at the receipts and see who bought it first? That's what I would have done.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. That would have been so much easier. So Tom shows up again... So Daria leaves the house with Tom, but says instantly, I don't want to talk about it. And then she leaves. She's like being particularly evasive to him. And it's just very odd. And the way that they justify it in the end, I don't totally buy. Like it doesn't totally make a lot of sense to me, but.
0: I I feel like this is a very familiar dynamic. Like when you're with someone who's not as savvier practice at talking about their feelings it's very like yeah I I just gotta go type vibes oh
1: sure yeah they
0: think that they are making it seem like nothing is wrong whereas as the person who knows them it's like the fact that you are abstaining from talking to me reveals all I need to know that something's very wrong Mm -hmm. and It's again kind of showing a little bit of a difference in their maturity, their like emotional maturity here.
1: And even the fact that Tom dated Jane before Daria, it at least gives him like a baseline of what a relationship is. And Daria doesn't even have that.
0: So Aaron calls again and the divorce is off. It turns out she made it work out, and she put her mom and her aunt through that for nothing. But unfortunately, the fumigation is not off, so Rita still is kind of stuck staying with Helen. And this is when their fighting kind of reaches a new pitch. Daria realizes she needs to call for backup.
1: Hell yeah! And you know who that backup is? I sure do. She has a more defined jawline than yeah, we've she seen looks before. Yeah,
0: she looks different. Aunt Amy. She looked a little bit taller and trimmer to me. I mean, I support whatever body type she's going for, but I thought she was perfect as she was. Um, she's rocking the contacts. She's just a little bit more sinewy than I recall, which I'm not super into, but she's still my main boo in this universe. So I'm um, happy to see her, of course. And... It occurs to me that she must live, like, fairly close. Right. Because she's able to come, like, pretty quickly after Daria contacts her.
1: And it's clear that Helen and Rita never learned how to resolve conflict. And maybe that's rubbing off on Daria a little bit.
0: Yeah. In another beautiful moment of inverting expectations of the audience, it's really Quinn who is observing the family dynamics at play in her family of origin And like seeing them as separate from who she is, like seeing it as distinct. So she's like, I am going to make different choices than this. Whereas I think Daria seems to just kind of take it as it is what it is and isn't necessarily introspective about how am I integrating these lessons into how I am in relationships.
1: But she's also taking on her parents' stresses like, this is my stress now too. You know what I mean? It's Daria is. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: she's also kind of, like, acting as the go-between for Jake. Like, he's calling her, and, you know, Helen's like, is that your father? And Darius is covering for him. Like, she's very much leaning into the drama and not really, she's not, like, aware of the ways it's affecting her. Whereas Quinn is, like, taking steps to try to be different than that.
1: Yeah, she's trying to, like, also, she doesn't want, to see what happens with her mom and her mom's sisters happen with her and her own sister. So she's, like, wanting to create time to spend with Daria. She's being much nicer to Daria. And in general, I think it's just, like, great development for her. Then Amy shows up, and she's like, I just wanted to see if you two are having the same fight for 40 years.
0: I know. I I thought she was actually going to know how to de-escalate. But so I was like, oh, let's see your magic.
1: And turns out she's just a part of it,
0: yeah. she's totally a part of it. Like she it takes like a beat and a half for her to suddenly be quarreling with them. And she's kind of like alternating between taking taking each of their sides. Like she understands Helen's perspective of Rita being their mom's favorite because she also experienced that as being the non-favorite. But she's also fighting with Helen as well. And very quickly, We see Daria and Quinn walk up and they're observing this dynamic and they kind of
1: cosplay. Yeah, they use
0: a brilliant tactic to to get them to stop fighting, which is they basically improv as their mom and aunts. They like start fighting with each other in the way that they they, they're mirroring. They're they're mirroring and not that gently. They're it, kind of aggressively mi- mirroring.
1: And it kind of reminded me of, of that thing that was very much around during the election, which was, your kids are watching.
0: During the election?
1: Yeah, there was like a ton of ads, anti-Trump ads that were like all of the the horrible things that Trump was saying. And it was like, your kids are watching.
0: Oh, I was, when you said that, I was thinking about like those ads that used to be in the 90s, early aughts that would come on before the evening news that were like, it's 7 p.m. Do you know where your, your kids, kids are? are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, speaking of the 90s, I went on a, I'll admit this to you all, I went on a deep troll yesterday, just alone at home, to find a certain person who was quite formative on me from real world Boston. Do you remember Genesis Moss? Yes. She was like the first femier lesbian I had ever seen. Like, not just on television, that I'd literally ever seen. And she was so rad and so, like, secure in herself. And I remember she, like, went and bought a Playboy in one of the episodes. And it was for her. What? Mind blown. And so I was just like, let me see what she's up to.
1: What's she up to?
0: Baby girl is in L.A. She is happily married to her boo, Terry. She owns a wine business also does some wedding photography, and they love going to the Hollywood Bowl. Another fun fact, they have four dogs.
1: In another life, you could have been Terry.
0: I know. Truly, their life sounds perfect, and I'm just so happy for her. And I also think that, like, friendship with them is attainable. I mean, maybe not that now that I've talked about them on a podcast, now it, like, becomes too creepy, but, you know before five minutes ago it was attainable totally (laughs) and um yeah i don't know if you remember but in real world boston there was a scene where like they i forget if they were like working at a school or volunteering with young kids but they had like this group of kids that were really beloved to them and the kids all loved them and there's this one scene where like one of the little girls is like homophobic in front of genesis and is talking about because it was when Ellen DeGeneres came out and she's talking about like, yeah, I think I hate her. My mom told me I can't hang hang around gay people. I hate them. And then um camila who was one of the other cast members had this like really graceful talk with the little girl about like what if you know and it was in front of genesis and being like what if i told you i was gay would you not want to color with me anymore and she was like no i would still color with you and, and then genesis like got up and started crying Aww. it was heartbreaking i'm just really happy for her genesis if you happen to be a listener congrats on all of yeah. your success <laughs> in life This is the
1: true
0: story. Whatever of seven strangers (laughs) picked to live in a house. (laughs) Volunteer some time. Find me, help. An the Lives (laughs) tape to find out what happens when people stop being polite. (laughs) Start getting real. (laughs) Our world. Boston.
1: So Dari and Tom, they reconcile, they go out for pizza, and she apologizes for being evasive. And she also recognizes that's exactly what she was doing. And she says that Aaron's divorce made her feel weird about commitment.
0: Yeah. You're in high school. Calm down.
1: But the thing that I liked a lot was, yeah, I actually have to go. I promised Quinn I'd watch Gone with the Wind with her.
0: And he's like, who are you? Yeah. And she's like, I do not know. So then Sandy does suspend Tiffany and Stacey over the dress thing. And... They're sitting in a booth at the, the pizza pit, self-named, and right after she has claimed that that's happening,
1: Tiffany spills grape soda on herself, and then Stacy feels bad and gives her a hug, and then they get it on both of their dresses.
0: Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that.
1: That Stacy's kindness ruined her dress for herself as well.
0: Also, does this mean they're suspended now? I don't know. Which is again part of the reason that we can't say that Sandy has BDE or wins the butch off because
1: no follow through,
0: and she's not just, and she's arbitrary and unjust, and
1: it all comes from a place in, of insecurity.
0: For sure, she's not, she's not a graceful, beloved leader.
1: And then we see Quinn and Daria. They're hanging out and watching, Quinn,
0: watching and, a racist film,
1: and Quinn is like, "Do you think we'll have the same fight over and over again for the rest of our lives?" Because she really cares. She's really come such a long way. The the most character development on the entire series.
0: And the one bit about this scene that does reveal that Daria has had a little bit of growth herself is she asks Quinn if something's wrong. Like, she's willing to go there with her. First of all, the fact that she's watching the film with her. Secondly, the fact that she's sort of like, okay, what is this about? And it's just really sweet and endearing. That that's what Quinn was worried about.
1: It was very sweet.
0: It reminded me of that episode where she has where Daria has like the blue loop 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 like potential fantasy version of her future where like she and Quinn get along, where like the family all kind of gets along,
1: oh, when they're playing cards together. yeah, yeah.
0: and then Jake is still kind of like holed up in a hotel room by himself, waiting to figure out. I if thought
1: it's he was safe. in a garage.
0: Oh, I guess I've stayed in some really shitty hotels.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's not sure if it's he forgets what the code words mean. Daria calls him and tells him like the eagles landed or something and he's like, "Can't remember if that's
1: bad or you can good." Come home. Couple more eps to go. We are on the final stretch here.
0: Truly, I think we only have 3 more in the season. Yeah. And then is it college yet? Mm -hmm. And then we bid you adieu. Oh, also, this is the first time we're talking to you since the big news broke that so many of you graciously tweeted at us and posted to us on Facebook that MTV is shopping around a reboot, um, which would be called Daria and Jody. And, I mean, we need to kind of talk about it more officially, but it would be fun to watch those.
1: Or work on it.
0: Yeah, ideally, we'd actually, let's be honest, we're we're really angling more to, like, write on the shows. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we might have to sign an NDA. I don't know if we could also be, like, objectively doing a podcast about it.
1: We'd find a way. We'd find synonyms.
0: Yeah, it would just be, like, a podcast of all the, like, behind-the-scenes info. Hell yeah. But either way, it's very exciting. It seems like they're going to keep it where they're, like, the same age, based on the drawings. Right. I didn't read all of the articles, but
1: I would be I kinda... think that they just took screen grabs from the original series.
0: Right, but I would be kind of interested in seeing them like at the ages they would be now
1: or in college. Yeah, they just took
0: like a 20 year gap year. Mhm. 20 yeah. gap years. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sicker or Sadder or World. Laura here. I have been editing this episode and somehow our previous outro got deleted. So now you just get my voice by myself talking into my voice memos on my phone. But you sure can find us online if you'd like. We are on Twitter at SickerSadder. We have a website, sickersadderworld.com. We have a Patreon. Thank you so much to all of you who have supported us. Also, we have a new podcast called Angel on Top, an Angel rewatch podcast that we are doing in tandem with Buffering the Vampire Slayer. New episodes of Angel on Top come out every other Wednesday, including tomorrow morning. See y'all soon.